Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's balls. I don't want to waste one minute. Let's get right into it. We're back, Ryan. We're we're back and we're and we're we're centered. Our chi has been uh aligned. Our chai has been brewed. Yeah, we're all set. We're just very chill dudes. A couple of chill dudes ready to bring you some information about the world. Ready to bring you the heat. I mean, are we bringing? I mean, are we are we are we sharing information or are we simply processing the information that has been shared with us? Mm. It's one to think about. Anyway, it's been a it's been an interesting week. There's been a little of everything going on. I'm actually just for the first time while we're chatting because this is what I do during all the podcasts. I'm actually just checking out uh, something in the background. In this case, I've just I'm just looking at my spam folder. Which I haven't opened for a long time, and uh, I got to tell you, there's some amazing offers in here. Uh, the truth is, I now have have made so many things. I have now listed so many real things as spam that I don't even get like the Viagra spam anymore. I don't even see like the you know you know sexy ladies in your area want to bang. Like I have uh, actual things that I'm that I'm pushing to spam now, like. Um. Like peel peel cases, peel iPhone cases. They want to. They keep trying to sell me an iPhone case. I have, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna buy your iPhone case. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. But go <laughs> I ahead. have spam filters set up for obviously like spam goes to my spam. I'm not an idiot, but wow. also I have specialty filters for PR people who are not on the up and up because yes. what people don't tell you is that when you get into tech coverage. We're really any kind of journalism. I mean, th- I got a little of this when I was writing about books. Um, but, oh, boy. Oh, boy. They want to catfish you or steal or, like, people really come for tech reporters' emails. Um, oh, are you, oh, yeah. You mean, like, people who are, um, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, people who are uh, malicious. There's a malicious element that you've got to be careful of. Then there's regular spam, which normal people get. Then on top of all of that is there are PR people who are not – they would very much like it if you listed links to their website on our website and um, and quote-unquote like traded links or whatever. Like there's a relentless amount of that. There's, there's, I mean what I think maybe a lot of people don't know is there's there's all sorts of levels of of weird PR emails that you get. You do – there are also – there is also a whole strain of emails that are – I would like to write an article. You know, they're I'll like pay you, you to write this article. Yeah, or, or to let me write my article. There, there yeah, are yeah, a lot of people who are like the ability to write this article. They're like, I couldn't help it. They're like, I'm loving the content. I love the stuff you guys are writing about electric scooters. Would you be interested in publishing my guest post? Electric, my guest post, and it's like, it's like why the why the Revel electric scooter is going to change transportation as we know it. I'm like, mm, we're like, yeah, no, I don't think we're going to publish that. But then, you know, interestingly, uh, you also get, I don't understand. Maybe people, every once in a while we do get a PR email and it's something that's interesting, but it's very few and far apart. And this goes for every site. I mean, not just input, but many of the sites, uh, certainly in my Throughout my career, I've gotten all sorts. I've gotten all sorts of forms of PR, but uh, but people are like story idea. This is my favorite oh, one. Is the, the PR best. people who are like who are like story idea, and it's like okay, um, let's see what happened today. Uh, the iPhone 13 was announced. Okay, and there's a person who does PR for a uh, a psych- child psychologist who just wrote a book about raising your kids in a post-pandemic world. And it's like story idea. What the what uh, the world's foremost uh, uh, ch- child psychologist has to say about the iPhone 13 in a post-pandemic America. And it's like, yeah, I'm not we're not going to we're not going to do that one. Like then that's not really an idea. And maybe stop trying to fit yourself into a conversation that you're not a part of. But it's interesting because people have their whole career and I feel bad honestly. 
I mean, I feel a little bit bad for for some PR people because they are their job is they have to keep. I mean, the level of rejection they experience is unbelievable, and uh, and they have to just keep emailing these things. I mean, they don't. They could obviously do something else. Um, they could do something besides uh, uh, pop into my inbox and be like, "This Chinese manufacturer is kickstarting." iPhone lightning cables under a new brand name. Would you like yeah. to write about it? We'll send you, you a know, cable to review. And you're like, I'm actually good on this. But you can't respond because if you respond, actually, that's encouraging them. I, I actually just looked at our inbox and I see that we have continued to get – we actually, because we've done some – on input, we've done some sex product coverage. We get some really good – Those are the good ones. Well, we just got – we've been getting a steady uh, – a steady – uh, pulse of a steady drumbeat of a steady thump of uh, these uh, rose vibrators. The They're roses vibrators are everywhere. The roses, war of the, the roses. roses. It look, it looks like a rose, but it's a vibrator. Which you know, I think it says it all. It's a single message from from uh, your significant other. It's like I am feel I'm feeling romantic about you. Here is a red rose. Also, it, it goes in your puss. It goes in your vagina. Put it in a hole. <laughs> this goes. This will go. Not only am I feeling romantic, but this goes right up your ass. So, I think you understand all the full realm of my feelings for you, uh, which are both sensual and romantic, and highly, highly sexual. Did you see the um, uh, the Tesla email we got today? I re- no, I is it from Elon? Is it from Elon? No, I I, I shouldn't have, but I did. Um, that no. someone emailed us. Never respond if you don't, unless you really want to engage. Someone emailed us and said, "Hey, just so you know, Teslas aren't just for wealthy people, and it's actually really biased and judgmental that you would call people who can afford a Tesla wealthy, and it's not impartial reporting." And I just wrote back and was like, "Hello, <laughs> um, yes, it is." Um, the average person in this country makes $30,000 a year and is $100,000 in debt and will never purchase a new car. You are wealthy. I'm so sorry that you're not as wealthy as Jeff Bezos, but have you considered volunteer work if this is your mindset? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I do I do appreciate – I do appreciate not to get off topic of our – which is not even – we weren't even on a topic. It's just us discussing spam. But uh, I do appreciate all of the uh, t- Tesla – guys out there i don't think i i don't think i'll be honest with you and i, and I don't want to be you know sexist or anything but uh i've never seen a woman come to elon musk's defense like i just i just have it it's like 100 guys on like reply guys on twitter yeah. and uh and they're so motivated like maybe they own i guess maybe they own stock in the company and i you know uh, kudos to you uh, for know being that a, they don't have to pick between doing crimes being a tesla apologist and um, incel behavior. Do they know they don't have to do any of those things, actually? They're not I, I, on I, the menu. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think... It seems like you know, most I'm, of the men that have ever reached out to me, it's one of those three things. And very rarely is it someone being like, I really enjoyed that game you recommended. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. You don't get a lot of, you don't get a lot of like, reasonable, like, that was a useful tip. I really appreciated the... The content uh, that you put on the internet. Thank you no, for that. No, it's usually like kill yourself. The PlayStation 5 is the greatest thing that's ever existed. Yeah, no, no. Well, I mean, you did write a scathing takedown of the PlayStation 5, which is frankly, you know, you were asking for it. Whatever you got in return was you had it. You had it. <laughs> I knew it was coming. But, you know, uh, sometimes yeah. sometimes you, you, you order something and, and you know what you're getting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you're like, give me the shit sandwich. <laughs> and they and they bring it. Uh, with a side of fries and you're not surprised anyhow but 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 yeah the, the tesla guys are great i think they're there's a, i mean there's a great meme uh which is uh i believe it's uh, you know i don't know the it's a it's a simpsons meme that i've seen which is and i've shared it's at times when i hear the when the elon reply guys show up and it's something like i want to say it's one of the simpsons characters diving in front of Apu, who runs no it's a poo uh, diving in front of his employee oh it's a poo diving in front of one of the other characters and like there's i think the guy who's always the criminal has like a shotgun pointed at him <laughs> and it's like got you know text and it's like the person who's being aimed at is elon musk and then it's like weird nerds on twitter is what apu has labeled on him because he's like diving in front of the shotgun blast or whatever and uh or like and weird shotgun, nerds defending him the shotgun says perfectly valid criticism <laughs> yeah it's like valid criticism yeah but uh but i have to assume that a lot of the tesla guys that you see on online have bought tesla stock because i think 
It's not just about. I do understand. No, I've all seen of all Tesla of the, is about pump and dump scheme, and I think even they yeah, know I, that. And I've seen all of the, I've seen all of the versions of fan fanboys that like you can see. I, I've been I've experienced all levels of and and breeds of fanboy, and the I have to assume that one of the sort of um, unifying factors of the Tesla fanboys is that they also made a monetary, not just like they bought a car or they leased a car or whatever it is and they really like it, which is like, you know, with an iPhone, with Apple fanboys, they're like, I really like this computer, you know, and it's what how I get my work done. And they're like, that's like, what they want This is my tell identity. The fact they that tell my you. tabs go this way is what yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And the Microsoft people, I mean, they're the same. The Microsoft the same people, people are like, Apple's an evil organization. And by supporting this other corporation, I am taking them down. You're like, okay. It's, all right, yeah. guys. Everybody but, but fucking I do, breathe. I do understand a little bit, at least that, you know, I don't know. what I actually don't understand. No, I don't, don't care. Don't lie. Don't, but, don't, don't but, do work for them. If they want to be but, understood, okay. they can keep tweeting. But I think one of the big, one of the big defining factors of the Tesla fanboy uh, fan, or fan man if you will, because I think most of them are adults. Yeah. Uh, is that is that they also bought some Tesla stock. And so they have, there's real skin in the game for them in the sense of they they think this is their ticket to to Elon Musk level, to Elon Musk status. Uh, and uh, of course, they're terribly wrong. <laughs> All but, uh, I needed was to invest five grand of see, my parents' money. What they, what they don't, what they don't realize is that they're his ticket to Elon Musk. Exactly. Status. So, at any rate, and I say this is a person who's just about to turn in his Tesla after a two-year lease. Are you going to get and another one? I get it. Are you, are you good? Well, I'm thinking. I'm. I'm actually. Cha- I'm right now. I'm in an interesting place because I'm not driving obviously nearly as much as I thought I would be over this. I picked the worst time to get a car that has a really high, a long range because I Where haven't going, been going bud? anywhere. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. I, I put, I, I, I think my lease had that I was going to drive 15,000 miles a year was the lease term. And I've driven a total, I believe of 9,000 miles over two years. So that should give you an idea of how off the mark I was. Thanks coronavirus so i'm they're like really high pressure now they're like are you what are you gonna do you're gonna get into a new uh, tesla lease you want to try it you want to buy one you want to you know what's the plan like they're texting me they're calling me they're emailing me they really are going full salesperson right now mm-hmm. on me which is great but i am i am debating what to do because on the one hand you know there are things about the car that i like uh, I certainly would not get another three because they're too. It's too low to the ground for me. It's like I have to slide into the. I'm doing like you know that move that that um, you know in in uh, in uh, Smooth Criminal uh, in the video Michael Jackson and his dancing group of like uh, I guess like Prohibition era uh, like backup dancers mm-hmm. with machine guns they do that they got lean, tommy you know, guns they, in there and there yeah they have tommy yeah. guns you know where they like you know where they do that thing where they lean and it's like impossible to imagine how a body could do that because but their shoes are like attached to the floor yeah. that's like i have to do something like that to get into my tesla now like i have to do i have to get my body like horizontal before i can enter the car because it's so low to the ground and i'm so tall uh so i so i have to figure out one i can't get the same car um, but also I'm not driving a lot. And also there's some really interesting new electric cars like this new Hyundai, uh, which is called the Ionic 5, but they've pushed it back. And I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll get nothing. I have an old Range Rover, which I just got done soundproofing and redoing a uh, the stereo system in by myself, which I think I've talked about. And, uh, you know, you it, it's six fine. Six months, take the, the no. car payment you would have been making, put it in a yeah. game. And then when you're at the end of that six months, see how that feels. I think I might do that because because um, I'm not driving that much, and so maybe that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, and maybe I'll maybe I'll take you know mass transit to to get if when I have to go to the city. I mean, I could drive my my old my old car there. I mean, it's, it probably won't explode. Probably. Uh, at any rate, so yeah, okay. So I wasn't even planning on talking about Tesla. Let's talk about the big news this week. Nicki Minaj's friends, cousins, balls. Yeah. Can you actually <laughs> can you actually explain this to me? Because I missed okay. I came into this Nicki Minaj conversation. I don't want to be the old guy, but I was like not online that day. Mm-hmm. And everybody was talking about Nicki Minaj and like some balls situation. Yeah. 
And I was like, okay, that seems like something normal, like yeah. probably a normal situation. Part like, for the I, Nicki I, Minaj I, fandom, of course. I've heard the discourse, but I haven't really – no one has really explained to me what the discourse is about. Okay. So I've seen the discourse on Twitter. I don't know the root of this discourse. So Can you please tell it me? It begins – our story begins with Nicki Minaj's um, brother, who is a pedophile. Um Oh, convicted. Okay. Uh, she paid for oh, his wow. legal fees, but ends up okay. an unlimited amount like, of money like, could not like a like a pedophile. Like um, he wasn't like purchasing dark web porn. He was like full on. Right. I guess. I guess. Like, I place. guess there are degree. I guess there are degrees. Okay. I guess if you're a pedophile and you only, <laughs> have it, I'm not at, in the job of ranking them. <laughs> Well, I guess I guess I'm saying is he like yes he's like Pete Townsend who downloaded child porn yeah. or he's an actual doing actual you know assaults yeah. and I guess it's the latter. Yeah, he had, Not he had that, some time in place. I guess I, I should say I should say let me back up. I don't make any distinction. I think if you're <laughs> interested in child yeah. pornography or That's actually right doing things to children, mm-hmm. you're you're bad and you need you help and please seek please seek help. Thank you. Uh, uh, but I guess I was just sort of curious about what where he was at on the spectrum of. So of then she people. went on to hang out with or date other people who had a lot of legal trauma problems with uh, sexualizing underage people. There's a series of pedophiles that she's hung out with. Her husband, uh, her, her husband is recently uh, uh, c- convicted of a sexual assault, and uh, they were there was also a lawsuit pending that Nikki. Uh, in 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 pursuit of of ending that for her husband uh paid for some pretty serious harassment of the woman who accused him um and he was asked he was uh, commanded to, uh, commanded uh he was told to register uh as a sex offender which is a legal requirement you don't get the option you have to do it uh he refused to do it so then the court came after him for that um and Obviously, Nicki Minaj, being a wonderful person, has at no point um, apologized or stepped down her level of vitriol for anyone who uh, mm. doesn't think her husband should be uh, not on a sex offender list. Anyway, so all of this okay. is going on and she really needs to distract from it because the growing conversation is that Nicki Minaj is a horrible person and we shouldn't support her. Um, okay. So in order okay. to do that, um, she's been canceling events so that uh, which the the ongoing meme is that all the events are within <laughs> within a, 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 a spitting distance of, a, of an elementary school. Uh, but they are. Uh, but also, she's been canceling events so she doesn't have to go. She doesn't have to face the discussion. Um, then the day of the Met Gala, she said that she wasn't going to the Met Gala. Okay. Yeah. Because they require vaccinations. And she yeah. had heard from her cousin's friend in Barbados that he got the vaccine and his balls swelled I'm up. I'm sorry. And he became Wait. completely unable to have an erection. And um, okay. his balls were really big and he was infertile. And so the woman uh-huh. left him at the altar because of that. Okay. And so she I'm sorry. said, I'm okay. not getting the vaccination for any event and told her fans, you better do your research. And her fans were like, hey, fuck you. That's really dumb. You're an idiot. Even the barbs. And uh, most of them, some of them did a protest several days later saying Nicki Minaj is the only one to tell us the truth about the vaccine. And that was very cool. Um, But the barbs. Very good. You definitely want Nicki Minaj to be your, the voice of reason. Family physician. Whether or not, whether or not you should get a vaccine. When I think about who I want advising me, it's Nicki Minaj, number one, and then uh, you know, a doctor. Maybe I heard about this whole COVID thing and I said, let's go to the beach each. Um, so in any Dr. event, Dr. Dr. Minaj, Dr. The Reverend Dr. Nick, Nicole Minaj, um, oh she, oh, she, um, then went on a tweeting spree about how it's okay that she was suspicious of the vaccine and that we're all sheep and also, you should just do your quote unquote research and that she yeah, do your research. And then when all the fans got mad, she was like, oh, I never said not to get vaccinated. I said, do your research and make your own decision. I never said not. And you're all so unreasonable. And then Tucker Carlson and Republicans started agreeing with her. And because she's a complete idiot and a, and a narcissist, oh, I love it. she started thanking them and 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 retweeting Candace Owens and saying, oh, look. And then when people got mad about that, she said, I'm a, a free American and I'm allowed to, to, I don't have to be, I don't have to do everything the Democrats say. And you're actually mm. racist and you hate women um, because you oh. won't let me be friends with Tucker Carlson and tell people not to get vaccinated. Then her fans started doing protests of the vaccine, mm. uh, which is very cool. Oh. 
That's so, so good. So cool. And now conservatives love Nicki Minaj. They've always been fans, actually. And they're huge. Anaconda. Yeah, it's not, and you know like, what song I'm, they I'm, love I'm, Wait, her. I'm sorry. You know I'm what sorry. song all the conservatives love? It it's whack. It they love whack. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm, fairly, I'm fairly certain. God, the, the – I'm so impressed. I'm always so impressed by – first off, I want to – I, so I that thank, was I this thank week. you. No, I thank you for 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 uh, enlightening me about the situation. I actually, while you were after you you gave me the kind of rundown, I called up the. Uh, I got the I got the the quote. The tweet is, she said her cousin's friend in Trinidad suffered swollen testicles, became impotent, and had to cancel his wedding as a result of the COVID vaccine. Uh, anyhow. But um, which is a gr- and then literally and then our our politicians and also Trinidad's politicians had to go on TV and say this is not true. There is no evidence yeah. that this has ever happened. They're like this never <laughs> happened. This person does not exist. I but no, literally, it's like I'm sorry. It's her cousin's friend. Okay. Uh. So wait, I think what I was talking about was like I was talking about how the cousin's friend in Trinidad thing is like okay. Yeah, I like how it's uh. Literally, like a cousin's friend is this is the thing that it's no one believes. You know, it's it's like the the Canadian girlfriend situation, like a cousin's friend. Like you can't get you oh, can't get, as we're recording. Nicki Minaj is leaking the phone numbers of re- reporters. By the oh, way, oh, that's good on her Instagram. That's good. I'm I'm like I'm so happy. I'm so happy about everything. I'm so happy about the state of the world. I'm so I'm so glad that we've made it completely acceptable for people to be completely ignorant and totally stupid and rude and uh not give a shit about like their impact on the rest of the world i mean i up and listen by the way up until this point i didn't know any of that other stuff about Nicki minaj and i've you know i've always enjoyed her music not always but so you know Whatever. It's like they're some pretty entertaining. She's got some pretty entertaining I songs. I really like her music when she's not plugging products or going. <laughs> oh, that's my that's my favorite part. Bars that she's that's being my favorite part. For. Is I actually just put that on loop. No, I mean, I mean, <laughs> no, but like I'm just saying, it's like I, I, and by the way, artists should say should be able to speak their mind on all sorts of topics. I have no problem with that. Buy mix mixcato. Don't get the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> but, but. Uh, yeah, this just seems really dumb and horrible and bad. And it's like, it's like, you know, it, she's basically tweeting through it with, or attempting to tweet through it, which is like doubling and tripling down on like the bad ideas. Uh, but, but more than anything, more than anything, like so many of the debates that we're all having in reality right now, there is this idea that when you're a complete asshole who does things that suck and, People are like, you're wrong, and that was also horrible, and you're rude, and you should apologize. The response is not for people to go, you know, I might have, like, I might have made a mistake there. Maybe they're right. I should actually rethink this. Maybe I should, you know, say, hey, you know what? I didn't really think that through. That was sort of dumb. Won't do it again. People's now we because we're in a post-Trump, like we're in like reality show reality. Everything is like. Oh yeah, you won't let me. Oh, they're trying to suppress my voice, or they're you know they won't let me tell the truth, or you know oh this is a a political this is political. It's like no, dude, you just sounded like a fucking idiot, and you said something dumb, and people are like rightfully be like that was dumb. I think our ability are in not our, all opinions are created equal. I mean, That's I don't it. know whatever you opinions can be created by university scientists. Or they could be created by a, a complete moron yeah. who who self but, but it's less about it's less about the opinion and more about the reaction the the reaction to unlearning that people were unhappy or surprised or upset about what you said, which is you know we've created this environment where and and, and this is I mean this is has so much to do with Donald Trump and the example that he set for people in the public eye not the least of 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 you know which are the our our politicians but but everybody now thinks that you know it's like you know you could say fake news like literally a fucking taliban guy was like oh that's fake news like there is a i just heard a report on npr they're like oh there's infighting happening unsurprisingly the new taliban that is running afghanistan 
they're having some kind of like disagreements internally and people are like, oh, this one Taliban member was like he was missing and people didn't know where he was. And there were all these questions about whether he'd been killed. And he's like, no, sorry, I just didn't have I wasn't going to respond to your fake news. And it's like, OK, I think we have a problem when it's like that term just becomes a way to wiggle out of answering. But that whole mentality is like everything is fake. Everything is a lie. Everything's an attack. Everybody, people just want to keep me down. They want to suppress me. They don't want to hear the truth. And it's like, actually, once in a while, it's a good idea to say, I fucked up or I made a mistake or you're right. I should listen and move, everybody can move on. Like this has gone on. I have to. I've had to. I've seen people talking about this Nicki Minaj thing for days and days. And now you're like, she's doxing journalists, and it's like, listen, learn to admit when you're wrong. I think a great here's a great thing everybody can do in life. And if you have kids, something you can teach your kids. I highly recommend this. I've learned many to, through many hard situations to be able to go. You know what? Uh, you're you're right, and I'm wrong what I said was stupid or what I said was wrong, was incorrect or was, you know, I made, had an opinion that frankly was, uh, off, you know, off of where I should have been and just go, yeah, like, well, now I know better and I learned something from it and I can move on with my life. And so can you, it's actually not that hard, but we've now, we've now like, I mean, America of course is always guilty of never wanting to back down from an argument, no matter how bad the argument is. Uh, and I think, you know, that's kind of a cornerstone of our, of our society here, but it just sucks. All right. Anyhow, let's not talk about vaccines anymore. Let's talk about the new iPhone. Uh, the only thing I really want to inject into my veins, which is the iPhone 13 pro max. Okay. Really? You want to inject in your veins? Cause I, no, I no. could generally, I could generally, uh, no, no, I, I think it I'm skipping. Looks is this the talk? Really? This might boring. be the talk. This is the, if it's the TikTok, is or is this the tick, whatever they call it. I don't know. You know, the, the thing about Apple is like, they have the skip it year and the, the, you should upgrade year. It's like, if you didn't upgrade last year, this one is probably a pretty good upgrade. If you did upgrade last year, then this probably is, uh, not worth your time. I don't know. I mean, I watched this, I watched part of the Apple event. I, I just don't care. I guess I just don't care about what they're doing. Whatever it is they're doing, the, they're like, we have the greatest camera. It's like, all right. I mean, yeah, I guess. Sure. Rack focus on during your, you know, fake, like, uh, fake rack focus while you're doing your video shooting, I'm sure is fun. Uh, my guess is in practice, in the hands of not a expert, it probably doesn't look that great, but you can probably produce okay results. The they they the thing that was most agitating about the um, first off, it's insane that they keep doing these events. I have to I I have to say, as a person who used to love them and was excited about them, and then eventually went to them because I had to, and then was very happy that I never had to anymore. Uh, I, I can say like it's crazy, and obviously people don't go to them because of the pandemic. But it's crazy to me that they're still doing this thing where they get up. And we were talking about this when the event was going on, about how they keep going like, this is our most pro iPhone ever. This is our greatest iPhone ever. It's like, I can't believe you still say this stuff. Like, you should be embarrassed that you can't find a more intelligent or interesting this way. This is the most professional phone that's ever been No, it's created. crazy. They're like, they're like pro work, pro level workflows. It's like, what does that mean? Like, what are you talking about? And then just like hearing them say our fastest chip ever, our best camera ever. I'm sorry, but. I understand like you've got to do this, but maybe there's a, a slightly more intelligent or interesting way to do it because it just felt, it feels so, I mean, I, I, it's a waste of talking. We know whatever iPhone comes out will be the fastest and the best and the smoothest. It'd be weird. It'd be weird if you released a worse version. Like, I don't think, but, but what we would like to know is tell me anything. I don't remember a single feature coming to this phone except for the 120 Hertz yeah. screen. That's which it. Is, and that's only because it's overdue. Right. I, I, which is like, I think. I mean, I don't think most users, most people are like, can process that or care about that at all. And I think, and I think it's like, I know they're trying to, it's like sort of keeping up with whatever the kind of status quo is on Android right now for people who are like, well, Android has the 120 hertz screen, but it's like, sure. Okay. I mean, nice. Thank you. That's good. Uh, but I mean, there's nothing wrong with the iPhone. Okay. I mean, I don't, I'm not, it's not a bad device. I'm just tired of this, like this conversation that we're all having about it. But the worst thing about the worst thing about it was to me um, was they had Catherine Bigelow, and they're like, "This new iPhone is so pro that we can give it to a 
a professional, real deal film director, and she's going to show you how fucking amazing you can make your own movies on this thing. All you need is an iPhone. Literally, like her and I don't know who she was. There was another person she was talking to. I was so like, I was so like flustered by the whole thing that I didn't even notice what his name was, but maybe he was another director. But they were like, this is a new paradigm for filmmaking. It's like, no, it's not. It's not actually. It, it, they showed like stuff that she shot, like little movies that she made with the iPhone. And it looked like shit that I made on my camcorder when I was 13 with like my brother and our friends. It was like embarrassingly bad. Did not look like a film. It looked like, it looked like, um, you know, in Rushmore, when they do the plays that are like the, you know, high school theater version of, of, uh, born on the 4th of July or what, I can't remember what movie it is, but it's like kind of looked like that, like a parody, like a joke. And I was like, I don't, they need to, this happens like every couple of cycles. Like Google did it a few years ago with the pixel. They're like, we had, we shot this video all on the Google, you know, pixel five or whatever, four or whatever. It's like, yeah, it looks like it was shot on a phone. Like it looks okay, but like, please stop pretending like this is going to replace a red camera. It's not pretty. It was pretty cool that Tangerine was made on a phone. That's a cool. Yeah, but that's different. they, They put a lot of work into making the phone not look like a phone, but it still was. A but gimmick. isn't it part of it? Wasn't it nobody, part of the aesthetic as well? Like, I think it was like, it looks yeah, like they had, they did a lot of, they did a lot of work to make it look like this was all uh, that they, they, they intentionally wanted it shot on a phone. And then they did a lot of work so that even though it was being shot on a phone and it was identifiably being shot on a phone, it still didn't look like right. garbage. But ultimately nobody in the, their day-to-day life especially nobody who wants to make a film outside of a child is going to use the iPhone. And so why don't you show me what I can use these user, these features for outside of being a child who's shooting a thing with action yeah. figures? Show me how this feature is at all helpful in my day-to-day life. Show me at a sports game. Show yeah. me at uh, at my it's exercise true. It's true. fucking like, session. Like maybe they're maybe why why are you showing me shit? I'm never I'm never gonna make my version of knives out on an iPhone around my house. Anyway, Apple rolled out a whole bunch of screens that run iOS. All of them are slightly faster than the old screens who ran iOS, but there's nothing really new there. They have new watches which have slightly larger screens on the body of the watch and a keyboard. Um, I don't know how many people want to type on their watch, but that seems if it works like a great, they finally did it. I don't, I don't really know why anyone would buy any of this. We finally got the new iPad mini looks different yeah. than it did before. I mean, the single, but the again, sing- none of this is cool. I'm not like, Oh shit. I got to get on, get on the blower. I got to spend some fucking cash. Do, do you have my Apple card? We need to make I mean, payments the, the, for the next three the, years so I can own the single. This. The, the single biggest thing they could have done was, um, put a USB-C port on uh, the iPhone. Like, they, Where's well, that? No, what's so crazy is I, I actually, I now have several Apple products that use USB-C, like my iPad Pro and my uh, M1 MacBook Air. And then I have products that don't, like my iPhone and my um, AirPods, AirPods Pro. And I literally, the other day I was trying to plug in because I thought the AirPods had a USB-C port because I couldn't remember. And also the lightning port and USB-C port are very, very similar. And I was like trying to plug in a USB-C plug. And I'm like, why isn't this fitting? And I was like, oh, like. Why does lightning still exist? I don't Well, understand. I assume you could make an argument. They're like, well, it's all these accessories and cables support it. And people would have to change their whole thing. And But it's like, come on. I mean, what, what are we doing here? Uh, obviously, you are moving towards a different standard. Obviously, the entire industry has moved. They put it on the iPad. It's, so it's I don't very know. unusual. But. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, there's there's not a lot. Yeah, I mean, what, they've, what they're announcing, I understand this is just what they do every year. I don't need phones to be uh, mind-blowing. Uh, I just am, I guess. Then don't have the event. Right, then, no, that's then what say, I'm saying. We, we're, we're, we're doing a spec bump on the iPhone. It's not a hey, new but, one. But you, you know what? rush out. It's very wasteful of us to do a whole marketing campaign over something that's exactly the same. So we're just going to be cool this year. See you but next year. you know what year. they had? That, I would be like, you know what? Apple's kind of fucking cool. But instead, they're scanning my photos and, and making me but pay they had, more for the but same But they thing. had, to, you know, honestly, you know, in their defense and in defense of the event, there were like two and a half million people watching it on YouTube or something live. Okay. I mean, yeah, shareholder mind. No, I mean, I think people are, people used to love those events. And I think they're still like, oh my God, maybe they'll announce something crazy. 
uh, which they truly don't ever do anymore. What a way to squander that reputation to continually not announce anything and have two million people show up for disappointing results. All of Twitter was like, this sucks. No, it's regular normies that I follow were like, this sucks. No, there was like, there was a whole, like the next day there were like memes that people were doing about how bad and boring the iPhone event was and how bad and boring the new iPhones are. And it is like, maybe change it up when you've got the version that's like a nice spec bump. And some better cameras. Roll out some colors that aren't just like, ooh, we went from dark blue to no, light but even blue. If they, but even if they don't do that, <laughs> like, guys, like maybe, make a maybe just reframe the marketing. I don't know. Maybe there's a different way to do it. Anyhow, I mean, I, I don't want to be like the bitter old you know gadget guy who's complaining about their event. But um, but it, please do. What's interesting – but what is interesting about Apple at this moment is that it is a really uh, – kind of an influx time for them as a business because what has happened we haven't even really talked about this in detail what has happened we talked about a little bit when when that ruling came down but what's happened over the last few weeks and months is that there has been a ton of increased scrutiny on apple as a monopoly or apple as an unfair player in certain markets um and there is has been you know this huge case with epic that had a very interesting uh ruling which much of it went sort of against what Epic was hoping for, but there was a significant part of the ruling that said uh, Apple can't prohibit developers from putting in uh, methods to 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 purchase uh, you know subscriptions or in app stuff in a, in another way. And now there's sort of like this gray area about whether it means you know they can have their own in-app purchases or you have to send somebody out to a web page or whatever but the long and short of it is like it would not be very hard for a developer to say like oh yeah okay we're going to do an in-app thing that is it opens a uh, a modal with a browser in it and a you know like a kind of you know uh some kind of portal that makes it easy to do you know a purchase or whatever i mean it's kind of like splitting hairs at this point but one of the major issues that has come up uh with the app store and the way it has arranged like you know you have your amazon account your amp the you know the amazon app you can buy things in but if you go to the they may have changed this recently but because i think partially because of this pressure but there was a long time where like in the kindle app the kindle had a store you could buy books in the kindle app on any other platform but on the iphone if you wanted to read a book and you wanted to buy it you couldn't do it in the Kindle app. You would have to load Amazon on a web page and buy it there and then go back to the app, which is like because you couldn't buy digital right, content, which is but because you could read well, partially content. because Apple was like, well, we'll get a thirty percent cut of that, which is really insane when you think about it, because it's like if you think about anything that is abstract from the App Store, which many things are. I mean, think about okay, for example, Amazon is perfect, right? Amazon did not build its business on the App Store. Amazon, Amazon being on the app store is a plus for the app store, not the other way around, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Amazon had a very loyal and large web-based business and that would have- Fortnite is doing Right, fine. Fortnite didn't build its business on the app store, but if it wanted to sell you something, suddenly the app store is like, actually, we'll take a piece of that. And it's like, so- so so it's interesting now that they're going to be inhibited from being able to to step in between every one of these transactions and I mean, how it'll play out technically is is I think currently this debate that is happening but but the but the key is that Apple has lost a little bit of its ground in its ability to exercise this tax that it exerts on people uh who use the App Store and I think that that's kind of a wedge that could crack open to to other uh sort of repositionings of how they operate as a business and I do think it's it speaks to this uh you know this problem that we have that we've talked about a lot increasingly with technology where everybody wants their thing to be the only thing and they want you to buy the iPhone and to use Apple Mail and to buy the Apple speakers and use those in your house and use Siri as your personal assistant and they want you to use Safari as your browser and they want you to use Apple Music and read Apple News and it's like this is not normal. That's not normal for human beings. It is, it is, you do not buy a house, a Sears Roebuck house. Actually, in the old days, you did buy a Sears Roebuck house and you bought a Sears uh, sofa to put in it and you bought some Sears beds. But that's like the Sears catalog was the only place you could buy things. Okay. And uh, we have, we moved on to a place where there was like the idea of variety and choice. Talk about like people complaining about their, their, their freedom and their choices. It's interesting. 
but they're all too happy to just completely be streamlined into an ecosystem by a company like Apple. But I think increasingly, and I hope this happens somewhat rapidly, I hope there's legislation around this, that we see more of this where it's like, it's not, you can't, it's not fair anymore to treat this thing like uh, you are gifting your audience to people and they must submit to your to this tax. Maybe I'm feeling a little bit uh, motivated about this because I've been watching the John Adams miniseries that uh, HBO produced many years ago, which of course is about the uh, uh, the Revolutionary War uh, and our independence, the American independence from uh, Britain, uh, and John Adams, played by a uh, played by Paul Giamatti, brilliant, wonderful actor, uh, unlike the most unlikely star. But anyhow. And, you know, it's interesting to think about this idea that we are kind of living in these fiefdoms, like this Apple fiefdom. Now, the judge actually ruled in a lot of ways that, that isn't the case. But the reality is for a lot of users, that is the expectation. That is the company's expectation. That is what developers are grappling with. And in fact, we saw, I mean, a classic monopolistic move. Apple uh, basically booted or banned this, you know, made it impossible for this app, this keyboard for the blind called Flick Type that was in the App Store. We covered this, you know, the day after the event or the day of the event. And they basically created a clone of the of the keyboard that they've put into <laughs> that they've put into the new Apple Watch. And it's they're remarkably No, evil. I mean it's like it's like <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. That is to me, that is uh, the I understand like everybody's kind of borrowing everybody else's ideas, but Apple has a pattern of this. They have a pattern of then you can pay that person. Yes, buy flip yeah, type. buy yes, hire the developer and say we want you to bring this in you house. Have you, unlimited, right. literally unlimited right. money. Exactly, and they don't have they don't really have like deniability in these cases. I mean, this has happened many times. They did it with their kind of night vision thing that they were you know their whatever their screen dimming technology was another app that they basically ripped off i mean they do they do it all the time but it's like it is that is classic monopolistic shit amazon does the same thing amazon is it's egregious at amazon success is not illegal yeah no i mean but it's like it's like the way that it harms the market is is you can't even imagine and and i do think apple i don't know i mean what is the logical end of apple what is the, I mean, where is the end game for them? You know, they make more, they have more money in the bank than pretty much anybody. They, I mean, the end game for them, the big goal is to swallow up as much of all software and technology as is possible um, without crossing over into regulation. But to what issues. end? But to so, what end? I mean, it's like, where, why? To, to like money. Uh, they think, I mean, I would like to say, I'd like to believe it there at the heart of things. Apple truly believes it can deliver a better experience than anyone else, and they just want to make users so happy and give them so much. <laughs> um, but the reality is that's not true. It's never been true. It's impossible for it to be true. They do some things better, and they do some things worse. Um, and I think, anyhow, it's just like it's 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 boring at this point to think about it and to and to talk about it even and to continue to live in this world where we're all pretending that that you that being inside of Apple's ecosystem is actually the best experience for the end user. And I just wish like legislation, this is the same, by the way, for Facebook. I'd love to see Facebook broken up into pieces, many, many pieces, and then shot into the moon. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think there are arguments around some of the stuff that Microsoft does. I mean, Microsoft actually has already been broken up, but I'm sure we could make some arguments. Google, for sure, you can make some arguments that their business is far too big. I mean, when I think just about our business, the industry of media and content, and how much power Google and Facebook combined have over what you are able to see and hear. I mean, talk about, you want to be, Nikki, Nikki, you want to be mad about something. And it's not about like, you know, quieting conservative voices. It's just like the amount. Google, Amazon, Facebook, Microsoft, and Apple control more than the U.S. government, I think is probably fair to say about society and our I mean, I lives. think they probably have more, can have more direct and immediate impact on the lives of, of everybody in, at least in America for sure, uh, than the government can at this point. I mean, in many ways. And it, it's it's shocking to, to me. I mean, it's not shocking. It, it should be shocking is what I'm saying. It should be shocking that the U.S. government looks at something like Amazon or Apple and says like, 
We can't find anything. We don't know any reason we should break this yeah. up. We can't think of a single way to control their power. Yeah. They're just so. It's like yes, our laws were written before these things existed. Twenty like over over forty years yeah. ago, uh, uh, they they came into existence. Fifty years ago, whatever they came into existence and rose to a level of power where where, where they commanded some of the market, and then slowly over time, um, slowly for them, but very quickly for the law. They have amassed an enormous amount of power, and we weren't necessarily prepared. But it does mean that you have to do your I, job. And yeah, like, well, I mean, you have to you, you have to you have to rein you, them in. I mean, it, it's it's absurd. You have to remember, though. You know, they all a lot of those politicians think they might be able to get a job uh, in the private sector when they're done with their career as a politician. So, uh, yeah. you know, you can't you don't want to mess that up by bringing some kind of uh, legislation against these companies. Um, all right, we should probably get we should probably wrap up. I want to, but I do want to talk about one other thing. Uh, I want to talk about two, other, two other things. things. Well, I want to talk about just very quickly because we talked about the Matrix last week. The Matrix res- oh, that was Resurrections. Okay, good. Uh, and 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 I didn't. This was not well messaged or well known, but it turns out that, and we sort of were talking about it a little bit. We sort of hinted at, or we're in the in the uh, you know in the in the conversation a little bit about this, but um, I. Uh, they're re- basically rebooting the series. They are they are retconning. They're basically saying the the second and third movie didn't happen, and they didn't. So I'm glad. That yeah, I'm happy because they never they never happened. But I to think me it's either. amazing because we were our like my whole thing was like, uh, like my whole thing was, I, those last two movies are like forgettable and bad, and like I hope they kind of reboot i even said like oh this is like a reboot opportunity for them and that's what they're doing they're basically like it picks up where the first movie ended which is interesting really interesting um anyhow that's it i have this can i just just say a a tony named brent came into my twitter gm oh what oh yeah and uh, and said to me that their theory is that the matrix in the trailer is actually real life for some reason, like robots have given up on controlling humans through software and they're just going to use regular capitalism and algorithms, but that our heroes will need to go in to the matrix where they have to like fight the, the AI or whatever. Oh, oh, so you're saying rather than the other way around. And so when he's talking to the therapist, the therapist is like, this is reality. And He's right. It is real. So wait, you're saying, wait, are you saying that this is what Brent so, says? Wait, okay, this is a just a, a person who DM'd you. But the idea is the thing we see him at his therapist or whatever, we see like the city, there are people, a bunch of people looking at their phones and stuff. And and uh and and that's real. That's not the matrix. Be, yes. And 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 then and then deep within our network, our networks. So it's a kind of like a it's kind of a Skynet situation. I mean, although the Matrix always was kind of a Skynet thing, but you're saying deep within our networks, it's a Skynet Ready Player One situation where he's got to go in to fight the the. But the, you're saying uh, that they. The but you're saying that what they're they're the the new so they don't have us in pods. You're saying they're just using our regular style, like capitalism uh, yeah. style, and uh, using algorithms. I mean, I like the I sort of like. The idea of that, but but at the end of the day, like, what's the danger to humanity that like we bought something from from an Instagram ad? <laughs> like, I like I mean, capitalism uh, is literally no, destroying I really the like, world. I do us. like the <laughs> I do like the idea of like you know Neo's like we need to go into the Matrix and stop them, and you know Trinity's like why? And he's like people are buying you know really stupid stuff on Instagram. We have to stop them. They're, they're buying all this weird shit they're on Etsy, a, and the planet is fucking they bought, They're buying jackets from a place called Foreman Thread, and I don't even think it's a real business that even has an office. I literally they're bought on one of those Depop, jackets, by the way. I, no, no, no sponsorship, but they're great. They're great uh, sort of house jackets. So anyhow, but the point- They're on Depop, yeah. eight layers deep, buying imitation selling, vintage 90s. They're selling- StockX is selling Nike shoes for four times their original value. <laughs> they have to be stopped, Trinity. <laughs> I, I like I do like a matrix where the stakes Trinity doing backflips around a Google. Yeah, like, I do like <laughs> I do like a matrix where where the stakes are a lot lower, you know. Yeah, and uh, they're like we can't let. It'd be great if it was just like uh, Keanu Reeves is like we can't let Jeff Bezos accrue any more, uh, any more uh, 
value. Maybe they're right. Yeah, I don't, maybe yeah. we should go into no, the I Matrix. I, maybe, maybe they're like, wow, this sucks out here. Let's go into the Matrix. I think what actually, what if it's a flip on the whole uh, Joey Pantoliano thing, you know, his character where he's like, I don't care if I'm in the Matrix. And they're like, can we get back? Can we get back in the Matrix? Because it sucks out here. <laughs> they're like, I keep buying like doorstops, like fancy doorstops I see on Instagram for absolutely no reason. I'd like to be <laughs> in a cooler world. I bought a I bought a I bought a doormat that says take off your Louboutins. Yeah. It's like I don't even no, know. I love, I, I can't afford Louboutins. I want to though. Because I keep buying all these And doormats. he's like, that's exactly the problem. We have to stop at Trinity. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, he's like somebody shows him like uh somebody shows him like uh Facebook stories and he's like, whoa. Uh, anyhow, I don't know. There's a new Morpheus. They like recast Morpheus. He's like a young, he's like a younger, hotter Morpheus is the idea, which like I endorse, you know, I'm into it. But uh, anyhow, yeah. I don't know. Wherever it goes, I'm excited to see it. And there's a pretty good chance that I'm going to take my vaxxed up ass to a movie theater to watch it. And that is one to grow on. Um, <laughs> fuck. Can we talk about Deathloop? Oh my second? God. I'd love to talk about Deathloop because I'm I'm close to purchasing it. Because oh, I'm eating shit Hold big on. time. We were like, I don't I care heard, about that. I loop, heard, and I'm over I here fucking jacked into the. I heard Matrix. a rumor the Death Loop is actually has like a pretty good story, and it's not just like a like a Fortnite light or whatever with like some. Nah, it's is, great. Does it have a story? It has a story. Okay, because now I'm I'm all I'm locked in. Although I did just buy Rise Son of Rome for two dollars and thirty four cents on the Steam store, oof, oof, and I gotta tell you, I don't like the game exactly, but it's a pretty impressive game for two bucks. It's, I know it's from twenty fourteen or whatever, but I love when I get a game that I did just slept on completely, and it's like four years later, and it costs five cents, and it's like a full game. It's like a full. I would have paid sixty dollars for it. One of the things about Deathloop was like I'm like I know at some point in the near future. Deathloop is going to be marked down to forty five ninety nine or something, and I'm going to be like, now I'm going to buy it. I bet you January twenty twenty two Deathloop goes for thirty bucks. Yeah, but I'm going to wait, great. man. I'm going to just chill. I definitely recommend playing it on the PC. I'm playing it on PlayStation Five. That was a mistake. That was a huge mistake. Yeah. That's horrible. I heard it sucks. Well, I wanted to use the Dual Sense and uh, get a get a, get a general vibe at professionally. You wanted how- to, you wanted you wanted to pretend that your that your investment in the PlayStation could somehow be redeemed. Yeah, I wanted to give them a chance. Um, that was a big mistake. It is a game very much built for the PC. Um, yeah, but it's I've stunning and it's very fun. And I um, I'm eating shit because I saw we talked all that shit about its aesthetic. I actually really like it. I'm having a good time. So I wanted to just say. If you were laughing at us for joking about Deathloop, you were right and we were mm. wrong and that mm-hmm. it's great. Go buy it. Um, it's very good. Not indeed very my good. nice thing, but a nice thing. Um, I mean, it's, you know, it's something. Speaking you know, of, do you want to do, do nice things? I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of if I have a nice thing. I'm trying to think of what my nice things might be. Well, I finished putting my car back together. I already mentioned that, but that's a big, that's a big nice thing. Although it has not. I've not dealt with the actual sound problem, which appears to be like, I'm just going to have to get a new muffler because my muffler is too loud. I think like ultimately I've done everything I can in the interior or nearly everything. And I, I just have to, it's, a, it's, it's not very, very loud. It's not muffled enough. I need it to be like a womb. I need to be inside, deep inside a womb uh, as usual. Uh, anyhow, no, I don't have, I don't have a big nice. My nice thing is I got, um, I got a video game for $2 and it's like a triple a title that has really good graph, actually really impressive graphics for being from 2014. Um, oh, and also I started playing, remember we talked about Alan Wake, uh, and I started replaying Alan Wake. I bought the, 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 the PC version, which you can, you know, crank up every setting, which I assume is what they're going to do in the in the PS5. It literally just looks like that. So I it does. Know. It does look like that. And I have to say, some of it's really clunky, like some of the movement and the. I, I would be nice if they actually like did re-rendered some of their some I of their would, pre-rendered scenes because they look really like people's joints aren't right. You I know, mean, it's like playing the Mass Effect remaster. Listen, I love Mass Effect. I talked about it a whole bunch when I was playing it. It's it's a great script. A lot. It cannot just be done procedurally to make it look better. It there's a lot of fine tuning. We were very forgiving of people not actually holding coffee cups. Just the coffee cup is floating around their hand, and then they lift it to their face. That was fine in 2006. Um, yeah. Nowadays, yeah. it's a it's a it's rough. There some of this stuff is rough, and I'm hoping 
if they're putting any money into this Alan Wake thing at all, that they they do a little fine-tuning. Because I have replayed Alan Wake, the 360 version, on Series X with all the improvements that the Series X can make, and it is not enough improvements. No, I mean, I have everything absolutely cranked to the max, and, uh, you know, it looks pretty good in some places, but it's definitely like a multiple generations old game. And you can tell a lot of the ideas that are there were amazing, but have clearly been refined yeah, elsewhere. I mean, you could see in Control, they basically took some of their best ideas and they were like, let's make it really, really, let's really make it good. good. <laughs> yeah. And and it's it is good. And I will say the writing and the whole vibe of it is so fun and like so yeah. good. And I was like, as I've been replaying it, which is enjoyable for the most part because it actually has a story, which as you know I love, um, that I am excited. I really want them to make a new Alan Wake. And I was thinking about how amazing on a new PC or a you know, one of these next gen systems, how amazing a new Alan Wake can look. And so I hope that they do it. I'm very excited about it. I think that's a great, it was one of the best games I've ever played when I played it. One of the greatest storylines that I've ever played in a game. And I sincerely hope they remake it. I'm going to, I'll probably, I mean, not remake it. Sorry, do a sequel to it because I think it's like, they're very, the games like Control or Alan Wake, I put them in there. They're in like the Resident Evil category. Uh, uh, although the last one was kind of a disappointment, I still kind of enjoyed it, but it was like, eh. Um, but there are just like, there aren't that many games like the Bioshock series. Uh, there's a handful of games that are both like incredibly fun action games, action adventure games that also have just a really killer storyline. And I, I play a lot of games and I just feel totally fatigued by, like, I've been playing, I've been playing the game Dying Light, which is actually an amazing an amazing game and it still look if you play it on like a high-end pc the graphics are fucking incredible even though it was seriously i think i bought it from my xbox 360 maybe yeah, no i mean the the graphics of dying light art they're so good and i i kind of picked it up i started playing again i bought it i think i bought it on sale for like five dollars or something on um on steam because i had it for my 360 or one of those systems and I started playing it again, and now I'm like, I literally got to a place in the game I'd never been. I was like, wow, I had no idea this was even here. The game's good. It's super fun to play. It's got these fun little missions, but as a as a total, as an all-encompassing story, it's like pretty thin, you know? It's like muscular guys got to do some missions and save the people. It's like, okay, that's a game. But uh, like Alien Isolation, great fucking story, great game. Hor- absolutely nightmare to play. But uh, anyhow, they're few and far between. I wish that people made more of them. I guess it's hard to do. Um, obviously, Last of Us falls into that category. Yeah. Uh, mostly they're very depressing. Alan Wake is like one that I also forgot that Alan Wake does this amazing thing, which is like every part of the game is kind of ends like a uh, like a like an episode from uh, uh, like a prestige TV show with like music and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it feels it's a really fun like little device they use it works really well anyhow i guess that's my nice thing all right you go ahead um i went and saw a movie that is coming out oh my god today I is think? it dune no no i saw last week a movie at soho house called everybody's talking about jamie which is a adaptation of a stage musical that is an adaptation of a documentary um Hold up. yeah and it is about a teenager in very white uk i will say the movie is pretty white um who wants to become a drag queen and whose teachers are like you shouldn't do that and i thought this is going to be a little glee-esque but i'll get stoned and and it'll be cute listen is it the greatest movie musical that has ever been released obviously not but because we all know that that's chicago but i absolutely had a delightful time and i am so happy that Queer teens the world over, especially the ones that want to do drag, because Lord knows RuPaul's going to need more grist for the mill, um, are now have their own version of High School Musical, their own version of West Side Story, their own version of Grease. It was delightful, um, completely exactly what you think it's going to be. You know, the beat for beat story plays out pretty much how you would guess, probably because it had to be based on real life. Uh, but it was so inspiring. The music was really good. The production value was there. Everyone's performances was great. Sharon Horgan was in it. She's just a delight. Mm. Um, I I walked out of there. Again, I was stoned. So upon a rewatch, it is cheesier and a little cringier than I thought. Oops. But I walked out thinking, 
that was the most fun I've had at the movies. And the first time I kind of forgot about the state of the world in a very long time. I don't know how long, but for, for quite a while. And I have to recommend it. It'll be on Amazon Prime, so uh, even better because it'll be in the living rooms of of people all around the world who whose parents are already paying for Amazon Prime and who could benefit from having this in their life. Um, and I had a great time. So if you have time this weekend and you're just hanging out, or, or if you have kids, especially any kids who've ever shown any interest in the arts, um, it is a great, fun time, and you should go watch it. And it is everything that Dear Evan Hansen told you it was going to be and obviously wasn't because um, mm, wow. Dear Evan Hansen sucks. That sounds great. That's wonderful. Well, let's get out of here. I mean, it's been, uh, we said we we're going to do a short one, but it's not that short. And I think we owe it to Tony to um, to leave on a high note. Don't worry, Josh. I'll cut out 20 to 40 minutes of me There's talking. Easily, you could easily cut out <laughs> most of what I said in this episode, I think. And, I, and I'm going to encourage you to do so. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. Well, that is our show for this week. We'll be back next week with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best, though I've just heard about your family's balls and it's not good. <laughs>